Well, welcome to the King's Arms Church. We are so pleased to have you with us today in our new studio here at King's House. And uh, we really do want to welcome you. It's great to have you with us. And if we've not had the opportunity of meeting before, my name is Steve, and it's my privilege today to be hosting with my great friend, Ali. And it's so good to welcome you if this is your first time with us. Just love that you found us. Hope you just really enjoy the morning, relax, enjoy, and just see what God will do. Absolutely. We're really expectant for what God wants to do today. But before we uh, ask Matt to lead us ahead in worship, I just wanted to uh, share a couple of things that people have been asking questions about. Because one or two people have got in touch to say, hey, what's been going on? It seems interesting now that you're back at King's house doing these things. And uh, we wanted to let you know, really, and in one respect, just reassure you that we wanted to take the government's guidelines around social distancing and what we can and can't do really seriously. In actual fact, for the last couple of months, we've been able to meet here and film uh, one of our meetings just like this. But what we decided to do was to be a little bit cautious and to, and to wait until now, which is why we're here. But I would really want to honor all those people, whether it's Josh or Sue uh, or Phil, who's been helping us to make sure that this whole situation works really well for us. And so we've been washing our hands, we've set everything up so that everyone's nice and distanced. In fact, our good friend Tim last week was saying to me, you might have seen him, he was playing the keyboard at the time, but uh, he said to me, oh, I'm only one person is allowed to sing in the studio. And so he kind of sat out there, uh, you know, unable to. And anyone who knows Tim well will know he loves to sing. Mm. But uh, we are wanting to make sure that everyone really enjoys this experience with us. Actually, it's just great to be anywhere, to be honest. It really <laughs> it's really nice to be here. Um, one of the things I've been enjoying down the last little bit of lockdown with some of the things kind of just easing is uh, people getting haircuts because one of my favorite lockdown pastimes has been watching people's haircut fails and mishaps. Yes. Um, that's not Steve's problem, actually. Um, and mine just keeps getting longer. In fact, people have just stopped saying hi to me now. They just go, whoa, your hair's got really long. <laughs> that's like all I get out of people. Um, but I feel like I wasn't actually meant to be here today. I'm covering for someone who is poorly. And on my way in, I felt like God was speaking to me about the unexpected and how Actually, sometimes we're going along thinking we know what's going to happen. Maybe you're watching with your cup of tea and your slippers and just, you know, ready for a nice morning of church. Um, but God's actually got plans for us, for each of us. And he just wants to meet with us this morning. So I want to encourage you to expect him to do the unexpected, to draw near and um, enjoy him this morning. Yeah. So as we go into worship, um, we've got a family moment of togetherness, which is something we're all missing. Uh, so we're going to pray the Lord's Prayer together and encourage you, wherever you are, to pray it along with us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. 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 Let's worship. No other God can 
Father, we do honour your presence. And we thank you, God, for the fact that you are limitless and can meet us in every single home right across our town, right across our nation, across the nations of the earth right now. And we do bless your name. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your peace. We thank you for your closeness amongst us right now and we honour you. Yeah, Father, we thank you that we can be expectant of you. Mm. And I just want to encourage you this week where I feel like God's speaking about expecting the unexpected, mm. that um, he's got things for us this week. And whether he wants to surprise you with joy mm. or with a new commission or just the sweet sense of his presence, um, so I want to encourage you to be really open to receive this week. Actually, one of the things that I've been loving um, with doing online hosting is the clicking the live prayer option. I don't know if you've tried that yet, um, but as a host, we get to go into the private chat with someone who wants prayer and whether they're responding to a word of knowledge or just have something else that they'd love prayer for. It's been so good just to get that moment of connection and to really pray for people. And we've been seeing amazing things. We've seen pain leaving people. We've seen people respond to such specific words of knowledge. You know, last week we had a name and an item of clothing and a condition and someone so responded good. to it. It's so good. And just so encouraging that God is wanting to draw near and 
pick us out and that he has great things. So I encourage you, click the button if you'd like prayer or if the words of knowledge make sense to you. Um, also, at the end of the meeting, we've got live coffee and chat. So if you want to hang out and just kind of get to know a few people and enjoy some connection time, then please click that button as well. Fantastic. Well, listen, right at the start of the Bible, Genesis 1 verse 1 says, In the beginning, God created. There is absolutely no doubt in my mind that it's God who inspires us with creativity. And I'm so pleased by the fact that in our church, we've got so many creative people who use their gifts, who use their abilities to communicate something of God's heart to us. So we're going to take a moment just to watch a short video that honors and celebrates them. about lockdown and creativity and just how I've been able to use my creativity during this season. Uh, so for me, God generally speaks to me in pictures and because I've had more time on my hands, I've been able to do something with those uh, much more quickly than I normally would. And for me, I like to buy a journal or paint. Um, so I've really, really enjoyed that time um, being able to do that. Another thing that's been amazing is attending the School of Creativity that Bethel put online this year. And a couple of things they said really stood out to me, which I thought I'd share with you. So the first one is knowing that as creatives, we get to shape the culture, which is an amazing and exciting opportunity. And the other thing is that we have the ability to awaken the surroundings of those around us to God just by what we do. So my question to you is, how are you using your creativity to shape the surroundings of those around you to God? Thank you so much, Sarah. I actually have a young budding artist at home. Our two-year-old son called Oliver climbed up onto his brother's drawers to try and get a pack of pens earlier. And just to show how creative he is, he actually covered his legs in pen. And I've <laughs> even got a picture to be able to show you. Not entirely sure he's ready for the stage yet, but maybe one day we will see. Well, listen, it really is great to have you here. And um, if you've joined us partway through worship, just to reintroduce ourselves, my name's Steve, and uh, this is my friend, Ali. We're so pleased to have you with us just now. And uh, we particularly want to thank you for standing with us and continuing to give and uh, fund everything we're doing as part of the church right now. And uh, I would really honor you for the fact that even the fact that this uh, video is, is reaching people all over the nation and indeed mm -hmm. the nations of the earth, people are getting to have a glimpse of that because of the fact that we've been able to purchase some of this equipment to be able to make this possible. And so we really appreciate you standing with us and being able to be so generous as you are. And if you want to continue to do so, now's the opportunity you can. And uh, if you're uh, watching church online, you can click on that give button. Otherwise, you can go to kingsarms.org slash donate. We've got a small spaces challenge this month. Um, so you just need to try and get into the smallest space you can, or maybe cram as many of you into a small space. I want to see all the millers in a cupboard, personally. Um, yes. And take a photo and then send it into media at kingsarms.org. And we'd love to see those photos. Um, but without further ado, it is my pleasure to introduce Ben, who's going to be speaking to us today. And I can't wait to hear what he's got to say to us. Well, hello, and thank you for joining in today. I trust you're keeping well and managing to navigate through these strange times we're in. Um, over here in the Nature household, we recently swapped rooms around, and my office is now one of the kids' old room. Um, so the reason for the purple wallpaper behind me, and do bear with us, if I had the DIY skills of um, Mr. Paul Johnson, this room would have been transformed already, but um, it, for now it's work in progress. I'm talking about room colors and wallpapers. I, I remember a story of going back um, to Nigeria. Um, many of you would know that I am Nigerian. I moved over to the UK in my late teenage years, so only about two or three um, years ago. Anyway, <laughs> um, having lived in the UK for a number of years, we went back home on holiday and uh, while I was in my room, I decided that I did not like the color. I went to the shop and bought some paint, got the paintbrush, you know, um, and got to work. And while I was painting uh, my room, my cousins um, came to visit and they popped around and 
and they saw me doing this and they were shocked uh, to see me painting um, not because um, of the quality of the of the job i promise you that but uh, because it, it didn't make sense that i hadn't hired someone to do it for me you know labor is so it's quite cheap in nigeria and it makes a lot of sense to outsource diy type activities to, to to professionals who could do a job in fact one of my cousins said are you are things really that bad for you my friend are you that broke that you can't afford this and i kept saying no i really want to do this i really enjoy painting and um but they did they were not convinced in the end i still did, went ahead and did it and it was a good job and i promise you that the next time i speak from this room um the room will, will be completely transformed be with us for today um what i'd like to focus on um for this talk is the power and the impact of sharing your story your personal story you know, stories are, are very powerful. They have been used for, for years and uh, to pass on knowledge um, from one generation to the, to the next. In fact, the Bible is a collection of stories that have been handed down from one generation to the other. Knowledge and history that have been retold from children to grandchildren. Story is fundamental to communicating, to educating, to sharing and to connecting. And in fact, while I was sharing my story of going back to Nigeria a few minutes ago, your imaginations would have followed me all the way through to Nigeria. Your brains would have tried to figure out the aim of the story. And without much effort and with only a few words, I was able to give you a quick preview of a small part of my life. And again, without much effort, you were able to follow me through to, in that story. Capture, I mean, stories capture the imagination and the thoughts of the listeners. And that's why stories are so important. But stories also have um, a transformative uh, power to see the world in a different way. You know, stories can help paint in a new world that enables the audience to picture another reality, an unknown reality to them. And that's why Jesus uses so many stories in his time, you know, to, to bring the alternative kingdom, the new kingdom, which he brings to us. Experts tell us that about a third of Jesus' teachings were delivered through stories. You know, when asked a question, he was quick to say, oh, there was a man, this, or the kingdom of God is like this, and off went with the story you know he, and I, I believe he didn't just tell the stories by accident he used stories as a means to communicate powerful truths he used stories as an opportunity to get into our heads a vision of the kingdom he brings Austrian philosopher um, theologian and priest um, a guy by the name of Ivan Illich was asked by a journalist what he thought was the most effective way to change society and um you know, it was he, he, this guy had been involved in a lot of work in South, Amer in South America, and the journalist asked him if it was was it by violent uprising or by slow and gradual change? Was it revolution or was it reformation? And his answer was, "It's neither." You know, if you want to change society, he said, "You have to tell an alternative story." You know, stories are very powerful in inviting others into our world it's a catalyst for transformative change there is something unique about your story and your experiences in life and that's what we're going to be talking about today you know of the 107 billion people that ever lived on this planet as we know it you know no one else has the exact same story and the exact same makeup as as your story you know you have been truly uniquely wonderfully made to be the only you that ever existed and will ever exist you know and there's a purpose to your unique story and your experiences and that's why your story matters so much i believe that telling your stories present time and again the opportunity to one honor god two to unlock joy and freedom in your life and three to leave a legacy for others to follow on you know let me say that again your willingness to share your story presents the opportunity to one honor god two unlock joy and freedom and three to leave something positive for others to inherit I'll start with the, last, with the last point, which is that your story is an opportunity to leave a legacy for those behind you, leaving, as others say, a positive stamp on the future of someone else. You know, I love telling my kids stories. I, I get so animated, you know, um, uh, telling them Bible stories. 
African stories, travel stories, you name it, you know, there's a transformation that happens in our household, you know, um, around bedtime, you know, I get quite fired up, the kids get quite excited, they latch onto every word, they want to hear more and hear more of the stories, you know, we all get so excited and my wife has to quite often step in to tell us to calm it down, to enable the kids to go to sleep. Um, I don't know if that happens in your household, but that's something we enjoy here, you know, um, but why do I do this? I do this because it engages their curiosity, it engages their emotions, it engages their thoughts. I help them to, to make sense of the world they live in and um, I help them to pass on by, through stories. I help, I help them to understand not just their world but also to pass on values that were given to me as a little boy back in Nigeria, you know. And my kids have only been to Nigeria once but boy have I left them so much of what I had in my upbringing. Now let's step away from the energy of microcosm for a second and look at our church family. And I would argue that sharing your stories and my stories is one of the best opportunities we have to connect with each other and to learn from each other's experiences and to pass on the blessings we have received from God. As followers of Jesus, we believe that God comes into our lives, you know, and, he, and things change. He partners with us and he transforms us, uh, you know, in, as we walk in a, a friendship and relationship with him. And I would argue that your experiences are no longer just your experiences, but they're intertwined with God's purposes to do good. You know, your story, your experiences in life with God as a Christian has the potential to leave a positive stamp on the future of someone else. The lessons you have learned, the breakthrough you have had can only be used to make others realize that God is real, that miracles do happen, that he is a good God, that prayer works, you know, and it goes on and on. In fact, that's why King Nebuchadnezzar, a very powerful emperor in his day, announced, you know, to the known world at the time after his encounter with God. He says this in Daniel 4 verse 2. He says, I thought it good to declare signs and wonders that the Most High God has made, has worked for me. First Chronicles says to make his deeds, make God's deeds known among the peoples. And David in, in um, Psalm 71 verse 15 says, My mouth shall tell of your righteousness and your salvation all day long. In Psalm 16, 66 verse 16 again, is, um, the psalmist says, Come and hear all you who fear God, and I'll tell you what he has done for my soul. Why do we tell stories? Because your story can be the key that unlocks someone else's prison. Many a times we might be tempted to think that our story isn't very exciting or isn't very important as someone else's story, but God has chosen to work in your life in a particular way and in a particular time for a particular purpose. You know, numbers of you um, would know that as a church, we continue to push to see more cross-cultural integration because we believe that that is how, you know, a cross-culturally integrated church reflects the church as God always intended it and I would throw in another element to this which is that you know we would take an even bigger leap to cross-cultural integration when we tell our stories from our different cultural backgrounds you know and I believe that um, as we share stories of what we what we value so much what is so important um, in, in our cultural um, heritage would only help to enrich us as a church you know, we need to tell each other stories. Why, you know, um, stories of why some cultures understand and, 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 and um, you know, go away in a tent in a bush somewhere, uh, you know, away from their luxurious houses and, and call it a holiday. Um, or um, stories of why others celebrate weddings over three, four days and invite over 1,000 people to be involved. Stories of, of, about why timekeeping is so important in my culture or why eating together as a big white family is important in other cultures. There is something in your cultural stories that can unlock the prison in someone else's culture you know it's so much easier to find a blind spot in someone else's culture and to, to have someone else see your blind spot when we share stories we know from revelation um, 21 verse 26 that each nation has something truly glorious something truly excellent 
something truly honorable in it. And here at King Psalms, we represent many nations and cultures. And as we explore more of this, we will find jewels and wonders which we can embrace and to learn from. This week, my friends and I would love to host a cross-cultural storytelling evening, a Zoom session with small breakout groups for folks to, to share of their cultural heritage and to enable us to learn and to grow together on this front. Details will be online. You know, the first 100 takers to book in will be guaranteed a place. But your story is so unique to leaving a legacy for those around you. Secondly, your stories are, uh, are important because they present time and again the opportunity to bring freedom um, and to unlock joy in your life. You know, there's a saying that um, that is to a problem, um, a problem shared is a problem that's halved. You know, James 5.16 says um, that if we confess our faults and to pray with each other, we will receive healing. You know, the famous Ecclesiastes 4 verse 9 says two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. And it goes on and on. We are not designed to keep our stories and our experiences to ourselves. In fact, I would argue that a good functioning family tell each other stories of their day when they gather back together at the end of each day. You know, good or bad experiences alike are shared. And, you know, where required empathy and, and wise counsel and encouragement is presented to support any member of the family that is in need of, of support. And I would argue that the same applies to us as a church family. Proverbs 27 says, a sweet friendship refreshes the soul. And I would add that a sweet friendship starts with your and my willingness to share our experiences with our trusted friends. You know, the world has been grappling with the topic of racism and all the complexities it, it, it brings. And many of you would have heard of, of, of my stories of experiencing racism from times when I was surrounded by a group of lads on my way to a football game and I was just circled around and called all sorts of nasty, horrible, racist words for, for, for a few minutes, you know, which felt horrible. There were other times when I had excrement left on my doorstep with inscription on the wall saying, go back to your country. I've had my wheelie bin put on fire. I had, I've had a brick thrown through my car window or being repeatedly repeatedly denied students real discount um, um, back in my, my teenage years and discounts which I saw offered to um, to my white colleagues and friends. You know, if you've, if you've had any of these horrible experiences because of the amount of melanin in your skin, I would ask that you do not walk, you do not need to walk alone in this. And if I look back to my time, to my to my experiences of racism, and how I reacted initially, which was to withdraw from, withdraw to myself, and to stay within my Black African community, you know, and kept a good distance from my from um, white folks. If I compare that now to my experiences of pouring my pain to God and to sharing it with my trusted friends. I'll let you know, I can, I can let you guess which one unlocked joy and freedom in my life. And I can promise you that it wasn't the former, you know, it was the latter. If that is you in church today, you do not need to walk alone. You know, you cannot, you've not been designed to do your Christian life on your own. I would, and I would encourage you to open up, you know, encourage you to talk to someone about this. On the other hand, we all need to listen with every sense of non-judgmental empathy when someone shares their story with us. You know, Paul reminds us in Colossians 3 to clothe ourselves with compassion, with kindness, with humility, gentleness and patience. You know, in the middle of so many polarized views on the topic of racism and how we react with this, I wonder if many of us in our quest to prove a point or to win an argument on social media still remember what Jesus commanded us to do, which is to love one another just as he has loved us. You know, he goes on to say in verse 13 of John 15 that greater love has no one than this, than to lay one's life down for one's friends. You know, healthy communities do not just bolt it when situations get sensitive or tough. 
you know, healthy communities are those where members are committing to take, talking about these challenges, you know, standing with each other through thick and thin. You know, Justin Bozza, the guy who moved uh, with his wife and three sons to Silicon Valley to start a new church that would engage the city with the gospel rights. He says that um, as I seek to love and to touch people in my city, I've, I've realized that I must focus my energy on two main things. One is to listen to their stories and two, being willing to tell them an alternative story. Again, I'd love to use this opportunity uh, with a Zoom event uh, happening this week, Wednesday, to give room um, to sharing your stories and practicing non-judgmental um, empathy-filled listening, you know, and uh, as we share about our different heritage and cultural views, I want us to, I want to create room for us to talk about um, um, experiences that we might have had, you know, just due to the color of your skin. You know, the team have been praying and planning and we're so looking forward to you joining us on Wednesday when we get to do life together. Finally, you know, um, your stories present an opportunity to honor God. You know, if you see the events and experiences that happen in your life as just human experiences, you will miss the narrative that God can be glorified through your stories. You know, I don't know about you, but I am super impressed with the stories I've been hearing on, um, on healings and miracles that have been happening during the TSM Miracle Nights. You know, Steve Nee has been healed during an online meeting. Whoever thought healings happen during online meetings? You know, I am so impressed. You know, there's another story of an inflamed optic nerve in, in um, the eye that was healed and got better, you know, during prayers. And, um, you know, as all the stories are shared about healing and what God is doing, guess what it points to? It points right to a good, good father who is still very much alive and very much in the business of doing good and doing good today. You know, numbers of you would have also come to know Jesus through your story, through stories of others. You know, others, um, I mean, other people might have thrown facts and figures at you about Christianity and why you should consider it, but a personal story from someone else. Perhaps if someone you really trust just changes everything, it breaks straight into your core and raises questions and provokes you to take action. You know, your stories are there to honor God. But you might say, you know, I've had horrible experiences in life. How can God be honored through this? And, you know, I would say that, um, you know, the not so good experiences in life. You know, we have a God who is in the business of redeeming our brokenness and our broken stories. In fact, I look back at, at some of the Nazi racism experiences I have experienced over the years, and I'm immediately reminded of how God has healed me and is still healing me of the effects of that, but somehow he is managing to heal others through my story. You know, um, Laura's story, um, a Grammy award-winning song, singer-songwriter and author of When God Doesn't Fix It, writes this, and I read, she says, your stories don't have to be wrapped up in a neat, tidy bow with all the answers before God can use them. He can, he can redeem your stories while you're still tattered and while you're still in brokenness. I know a lot of people um, who, are troubled, who are in troubled marriages and they feel they have to wait until their marriage situation is resolved before they can talk about it. But more people live in tension than in the extremes. When people are willing to share their, their struggles, they can help others who are living under the same burden. If you're like me, the testimonies you find the most inspiring and those of easy, comfortable, happy all the way through type stories. It's testimonies of those who have struggled deeply and found God faithful in the midst of their brokenness. And this is what the Bible tells us in Romans 28, Romans 8 verses 28. It says, For we know that all things, in all things, God works together for the good to those who love him and those who have been called according to his purpose. I love the fact that it doesn't say, you know, some things or a few things. It says all things you know, God works together for the good of those who love him. Your story is not just your story. Your story is a powerful tool to honor God, to see joy and freedom released in your life and to leave a legacy for those behind you.
So I'm going to land with a few questions, which is, you know, what are you doing with your story? What are you going to do with your stories? Are you going to, to keep them to yourselves? Are you going to wait until they're perfect? Or are you going to choose to partner with God and to share them with others? God bless you as you reflect on these words this week. Why don't we just take a minute to respond? I'd love us just to let kind of our response to that just settle in our hearts with God. So let's pray. Father, I just thank you for your presence in each of our stories. God, mm. when we were unaware of it and when it was so obvious that you were there, yeah. whatever our stories looked like, God, there was no moment that you weren't with us. Yes. So, Father, as we just kind of take a moment with you, would you let that settle in our hearts and help us just to be ready to, to respond to what Ben shared, God? Yeah. Would you speak to each of us right now? And just lead us into, into sharing and owning our stories and thanking you for your part in our stories this week. Yes, God. Amen. Amen. Now listen, for some people, the most important part of the meeting actually hasn't gone yet. And the reason I say that is because, you know, the defining moment in my life, in my story, as it were, was the day that I invited Jesus to come and be my saviour. And as we've been reflecting this week on what it means to, to celebrate him and to have him central in our stories, I'm just so aware of the fact that there might be some people watching right now who don't know what it's like to have a personal relationship with Jesus. And you see, he is our all in all. He's everything to us. And he's made uh, the most extreme difference that ever could be. In fact, uh, 2 Corinthians 5 talks about how that we were a brand new creation. The old has gone, the new has come when we are in Christ. And I just wanted to take an opportunity right now in this meeting, no matter where you are, to invite you into that relationship. That your story, no matter what your situation right now, could change. And it could change for the better because you were made for a personal relationship with God. That's literally the thing that God is calling you to right now. Now, if that's you, if you literally want to turn your story around from ultimately what every story would be without him would be a tragedy. But actually, as we invite him into our lives, he can turn every pair of twos into a winning hand. And so I want to pray for you right now. And if you want to pray this prayer with me, you're so welcome to. So Lord Jesus, I want to welcome you into my life by saying sorry for the things that I've done, where I've rebelled against you and your plans. I want to thank you that you died on the cross for me. I want to invite you into my story to guide me and to lead me as I put my trust in you. In Jesus' name. And listen, if you prayed that prayer, that is a defining moment in your life as well. And I want to congratulate you, but I also want to invite you to press the button on the screen right now to tell us about the decision that you've made in such a way that we can help you to take your first steps of what it means to be in a relationship with Jesus. But well done. I'm so pleased that God is doing things in your life. Great. And do click the prayer button if any of the words of knowledge made sense to you or if there's anything that you would just like one of our hosts to pray for, please do click that button and have the private chat so they can pray for you. Also, just a final reminder, on Wednesday, um, we've got our time to talk about race and culture evening. So please do book in for that online and we'd love to see you there for that evening. All right. Right now that we have the privilege of the Herd family praying us out, but it's been great to have you with us. God bless you. Have a great week. Thank you, Father, for another amazing week. Thank you for sending your angels to protect us as a church family. Thank you for the power of prayer and miraculous healing. And we thank you for all the blessings in our lives. Our cups truly overflow. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. I'm ready. I'm like a greyhound. About to launch myself at that camera. That's always wise. With my great friend, Ali, who's right alongside me here. Book in, it's from 8.40. No! <laughs> <laughs> boom, 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 boom. <laughs>